This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Rhea Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. According to the Berkeley Economic Review in 2021, 1.3 billion tons of food goes uneaten globally every year. Of that amount, 10 million pounds of cosmetically imperfect waste is thrown away. Besides the obvious tragedy of food being misused while millions go hungry every day, that phenomenon has a major impact on the global climate. According to UN, if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest global emitter of greenhouse gases. So redistributing ugly food may be a step forward. Haley Young of the Unusual Greens, or the TOG, have turned this ugly produce into sellable and marketable food in the market, namely gelato, and she's got other plans as well. So good morning, Haley. Good morning, Frida. Thanks for inviting me on this platform. And and Haley, of course, is a very young girl. And this business idea came about because of a competition. So tell me the story about that competition. So back in 2020, I joined like an international competition, which is something like a social business entrepreneurship kind of thing. And at that year, in that year, it is on food industry in general. So we were given like a challenge to think of a business model that is sustainable at the same time solve certain issues in the food industry. So at that point of time, I didn't know what exactly is a social enterprise or even what exactly is happening in the food industry. And so happened, I saw that food waste is the biggest problem in Malaysia and all the other themes were focusing on, you know, increasing the livelihood of farmers and better the logistics system so that there's lesser waste during the, you know, the logistics and the supply chain. And nobody really fo- put a focus on food waste itself by introducing like a product at a fundamental consumer level. So at that point of time, I feel like hmm, maybe a product would work to tell people not to waste food. So, yeah, that made me go down to, you know, Pasar Borong near my place. At that point of time, it's Pasar Borong Selangor, the one at Sri Kembangan. So I observed how small vendors along the streets manage their waste or like their fruits. So basically every morning before they open their shop, they would pick out the fruits that look slightly bruised or slightly ugly in a different shape. Or they have like fingernail scratches or dark spots, sunspots. And they'll put it all in a basket and then they'll hide it under the table. So that's what happens in almost every store. So yeah, then I went up to one of them and I asked them like, what would you do with all these fruits if you're not going to sell them, right? You can sell them at Lelong price. But the sellers just answered, uh, no, it's not sellable because of the appearance of the fruits and apparently they all want to turn it into animal feed so Uh yeah it goes against of against my values in terms of food because i mean i grew up in an asian family right so whenever there's level food or there's food i feel like you must feed the people first before anything else especially these fruits and they have nothing wrong right they just look a bit weird or like ugly in general yeah so that day I just decided to do something about all of these fruits so I purchased all of these fruits at a discounted price and I went home and I'm like hmm maybe I should turn into ice cream (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. Because so happened, ice cream is my favorite um, dessert, mm-hmm. and I feel like it could potentially be the gap to close the gap between you know like us consumers and food waste, like right. a topic that nobody like to talk about. So right. yeah. That's so, the idea. so so interesting. So okay, I guess uh, I know. Of course, now just because it doesn't look good, but actually, it's still fine in terms of its nutrients and all that. And I guess the process is when people don't do that, they give it to animal feed. If not animal feed, I guess it goes into the landfill as well. Yeah, I think that's sort of like the process of what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So after that pasta borong experience, right? Where do you source your ugly produce nowadays? Nowadays, we are fortunate enough to be partnering with distributors behind the grocery. So distributors that supply to hotels, restaurants and cafes. We are working with one of the biggest in Malaysia. So that also gives us access to uh, imported fruits that has uh, less like shorter lifespan or shelf yeah. life. Like raspberries, especially the berries, like raspberries, blueberries, blackberries, and strawberries and all that. And we made like really amazing uh, gelato flavors out of it, which we're really grateful. Okay, I want to talk about the gelato flavors a little later. Um, And, you know, I guess in doing this as well, you're saying that, you know, what are some of the issues in distribution that cause food waste? You know, like I I remember, uh, like, is it when it gets to the hotel, when it gets to procurement, what actually happens in distribution? that could lead to the food being wasted? So in every stage of the supply chain, it goes through like a selection process. Mm. So even before reaching the consumer's hands or consumer's eyes on the shelves of the grocery or retail stores, during the distribution level, there will be some sort of selection process on whether the size is in the correct size, whether it fits the carton, uh, whether it has bruises or whether it has spots. And then when it reaches the grocer or retail stage, it will go through another same process again. And yeah, during the logistics or, you know, like transportation, there might be fruits that are bruised along the way, you know, like, uh, yeah. So... When it reaches there, uh, what the procurement team would normally do is they'll go through an even tighter uh, process in selecting out the best fruits possible to display on the shelves. So that's when majority on, of the waste come from, like mm. before they go to the shelves. I so see. yeah, the retailers would then backcharge the distributors on the stocks. So yeah, I can give you one extreme example, which is on blueberries. Right. So... Yeah, apparently there's one incident. I woke up and then I received a text saying that, oh, there's a lot of blueberries that are about to go to waste. Do you want them? Then I'm like, why, why, what's wrong with the blueberries, right? And then the supplier told me that the grocer didn't want the blueberry, the whole truck of blueberries, because apparently one of it, like one BG blueberry is right. smashed in one wow. box. Yeah, so the whole thing, they be like, this doesn't go through our QC, so it has to go back to your co-room. Right. And then they need like a new batch out again. So that's very extreme and very sad because those blueberries are really delicious. That's like the best blueberries we have ever tried. <laughs> when right. we, yeah. And now you turn them to gelato. 
Yeah, okay. the gelato. Uh, I want to talk about the gelato business in just a moment, but I know you also quit university to do this as a business. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, and why do you feel that you have to do that now? I don't know, like... Everyone says it. You have like a calling, right? <laughs> Whenever there's something that you <laughs> you really the blueberries were calling. <laughs> yeah. So at that point of time was during like the second stage of competition. So I won the first round in local university, and then we move on to regionals where like other ASEAN countries come along. So we didn't get through that round, and my team was like, maybe you shouldn't do this now. Uh, maybe you should just go back and study. But right. for me, because I'm the leader of the team, right? For me, I feel like if I don't do it now, then who's going to do it? And I've already announced this idea to the world and people seem excited, right? And especially this was after doing a couple rounds of like social experiment with like customer and family and friends around us. So what we did was we gave out samples for people to try and then we tell them like, oh, this gelato is made of ugly fruit and this is not. Like after mm. the whole experiment. Mm. So everyone tried the two different cups of gelato and be like, initially, before I tell them this was made of ugly fruits and that one is not, they'd be like, oh, it's the same. And then another group of customers told me it was different when I told them, oh, this one is made of like overripe bananas and mm. <laughs> overripe melons and all that. And they'd be like, oh, this one does taste a little bit different. Then I'm like, no, it's the same. It's the same batch. <laughs> yeah, so... We gathered a lot of positive feedback, especially from uh, our, you know, like environmentally conscious consumer group, which is a very mm -hmm. niche, still a very niche group now in the community. And right. believe we would be the drivers of change, right? If we really want this to change in mm -hmm. the society. So we have to do something, even though it starts from gelato. Right. Yeah. Okay. Starts from gelato, and we'll uh, talk about your you opening a physical store in just a moment. I'm here with Haley Yong from TUG Gelato. It's agent to her vantage BFM 89.9. Backing feminist movements. BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage, and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. A young woman I'm speaking to, Haley Young from TUG Gelato. TUG meaning the unusual greens. I'm talking about food waste and how a lot of ugly fruits, so the ugly produce, have got go to waste if they're not, you know, I guess upcycled or, you know, used for uh, repurpose for, for higher value. Now, you have started uh, the TUG Gelato space, right? What made you decide to open a, a physical store? For the past one and a half years of running Tak Gelato, we realized Tuck gelato. that okay. yeah, Tak Gelato. We realized that uh, going B two C directly to consumers is the way to survive and also the way to spread the message in a faster way. Because we've been running the business through B two B and wholesale and doing a lot of pop ups and events, and we get it. A lot of data and apparently B2C is still the one that responds the you know like gave the most positive feedback so right. that's why we decided to open a space where people can come in and gather 
and just socialize and know more about what we are doing and also yes keep the good deed going and spread within the community because we believe in building a community instead of just selling products it's not just gelato right where are you actually i'm at sri kembangan the store is at sri kembangan okay near alice the- smith international okay that's your captive audience there do you also sell online yeah we do sell online so we are on grab and we have our own website as well so mm-hmm. yeah so far the response went a little bit slower because we have our physical space there so everyone is like oh my god a gelato parlor that reduces food waste for some for some it's just like gelato right yeah <laughs> is that they just want to eat gelato yeah, yeah so everyone is rushing to the store and yeah but we still keep the online going because it gives like those loyal customers mm-hmm. some freedom like they just don't want to travel that far because some right. of them yeah right. most of them are from monkara and like pavika and all that so they okay. rather buy it online yeah. okay do you have a, a team how large a team do you have working for you for our internal team management team is just three of us mm-hmm. <laughs> so me my head chef and a finance manager and then we have uh, part timers working in the cafe and right. some of like we have just two of them that are full timers and all of them are on part time right a lot of students will say you know we'll work for gelato yeah yeah most <laughs> of them <laughs> They get free gelatos every day. Do you know how many kilos are you saving from food waste on a monthly basis? Monthly basis? Mm. I would say easily around 150 to 200 kilos. Wow, okay. Yeah. Because for one batch, like almost every other week, we would just bring in new stock of unusual looking fruits or like excess fruit supplies. Mm. Like... Recently, there's blackberries that are new and then we have raspberries that are always, uh, every other week we will need to restock because the suppliers just kept on like telling us, oh, there's a lot of raspberries for okay. to let go. <laughs> All right, okay, to let go. And what gelato does that turn out to be with raspberries? It, raspberries, uh, we turn them into raspberry sorbet. So it's ah. like a tart, refreshing flavour. Okay, and how many flavors do you currently have and, you know, what's most popular? Currently, actually, we have done R&D for close to 50 flavors already. But then on the shelf, we have 18 on display. And then we have 16 of them fixed with two on seasonal, depending on the fruits we get. Yeah, Right. What can you get on a fixed basis? So our flagship flavor would be avocado pistachio and then next would be mango sorbet we have raspberry sorbet blackberry sorbet banana mango and biscoff this is vegan as well and then we have sour soap calamansi which is pretty interesting a lot of people love that and yeah and some basic flavors because we want to cater to like larger audience as well some people might not like fruits when they go to a gelato shop they'd be Mm. like i want dark chocolate vanilla and all that but we do get a bit creative with the basic flavors as well. So like non-fruit. And mm-hmm. uh, we have brown butter. And then sometimes we do have like matcha and hojicha. Right. Mm. And so I guess like running a business, right? How what's that like running a business? Because there's also like the things that you want to do, and then people will have these demands and all that, right? How do you decide what's the right direction? 
I would say we always listen to our customer feedback. Mm -hmm. But then if it's only one customer out of like 50 customers that complains about a certain issue, (laughs) we we would access it internally and feel like, hmm, maybe you should wait for an you know, like more people to give the same feedback and only take certain action. Right. So yeah, some has been saying the gelato is a bit sweet. Some has been saying it's not sweet. <laughs> some has been saying it doesn't melt fast and which we don't know if it's an issue or not because gelato right. is supposed to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know sometimes if it's a complaint or like a feedback. Yeah, But a lot of people has been saying the service is good, which mm-hmm. I'm really happy about. And most of the flavors are very authentic. They feel like it's not very artificial because obviously half of the sugar content comes from fruit, right? It gives us an extra advantage there. Right. And how do you plan to scale your business? You know, there's so much more food waste that you can actually save, (laughs) Uh, right? How do you want to grow this? Yeah, so I believe TAG is not like a solution to food waste itself because it's it's never going to be solved. It's an issue that is already there in, you know, in our current era. But what we can do is just spread awareness because that's the root cause of the issue, right? Nobody's, not a lot of people is aware that our daily habits has been causing a lot of waste, which right. also contributes to, you know, a lot of environmental and social issues. So what we're going to do is to expand like gelato shops mm-hmm. around Malaysia and also around the ASEAN country. But then obviously we won't stop in just gelato because as I say, we start right. from gelato. Doesn't mean we have to end with gelato, ah, right? All right? There's so many, yeah, there's so many more products that we can venture into. Mm-hmm. Let's say like co-pressed juice or like right. but I've really yeah, there's one particular project that I'm really interested to do, which mm. also is in the blueprint already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so initially, you know, the pitch idea that got everyone's attention is not gelato right sadly ironically but it's actually on a replacement meal replacement powder that right could potentially solve not solve but help with the hungry right Right. yeah okay so i wanted to tackle both the hungry and the food waste issue at the same time so That was the initial dream, but I believe that we would be realizing it in some time down the road. Some time down the road. And then when you've yeah. got the people coming in right now, are they, you know, you were saying, are there people just there for the gelato? And then there are people there like, okay, I'm glad I'm taking gelato. Like if you look at the level of awareness and the level of concern from your audience, what are you seeing more of? Currently, it's more of, the gelato comedy <laughs> rather than the oh I'm saving food waste comedy I should try this gelato because I mean ultimately gelato is the thing that you put into your mouth right it has to taste good and it has right. to shout that it's authentic gelato right. so our intention is never to tell people that hey we are doing this for you know this good social cause please come mm. and support us but rather sell the product as its own and after that, when we convert them into our customers and they'll be like, oh, actually, I'm eating gelato for good. Right. So, yeah. And then that will keep them coming back because they know something is in it for them. 
Right. Okay. So you, that's how you slowly convert them, right? Yeah. To, to be believers. Well, uh, you yeah. know, uh, thank you for the work that you do. It's been great chatting with you. I've been speaking to Haley Yong from Tug Gelato, and you've been listening to her vantage. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.